Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake. I'm joined by Sambo and Johnny, and we are part of the Hoops Crew Media Network. Got to get that in there. Still getting used to that. Uh, how are we, chaps? Pretty good. Yeah, very good. Very good. Glad, glad to be here. Uh, glad to be part of the Hoops Network. Um, it feels weird. Glad to be alive. The, on the important a... thing is Saturday evening. No one has to die. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's, that's, that's true. the important thing. Thanks, Bob. Nobody's needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> it feels uh, weird, though, good. being recording on a Saturday evening. That's different. True. I oh, I... With... Have we ever done a Saturday night recording before? I don't think we have. To be honest, I could not tell you if it was Wednesday, Saturday, no. uh, you know, the Queen's We're birthday, just... probably not that anymore. But um, I, still in a... I have, n- <laughs> I have trifle... no idea. I, are you still like trifle in a coma? In, in, induced coma or trance? Yeah. A trifle to trifle with those trifle cameras. I have no idea what day it is at Christmas at all. Yes, to key the listener in on the trifle that we had at John's for lunch, uh, our mum, Sam and my maternal figure, um, brought a trifle that we, (laughs) yes, John's other mother, that weighed in at a whopping 10 kilos. Uh, we managed to devour what just over two of it during just the lunch, two. and then yep. did you manage to polish it off, Sambo, over the course of the week? Uh yeah, it was gone the next day. I think. Um, Job done. We gave well, we gave some to you. Got uh, got Tink yeah. in on it. He came and had a, had a fair fair serving. Now I have to ask, I have to ask, how did we how did we weigh it? What by what? Like, I what just got did we scales. It? I just got. Scales that you use to weigh yourself. Mm. I weighed myself first mm-hmm. and then grabbed a trifle. And stood back and on with it. Stood back on with it and then just did it that way. weighed things before. Yep. Because your normal kitchen scales only go up to five kilos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, so, it just, even when we'd eaten half of it, I was like, this shit still feels really heavy. It felt a lot heavier yeah. than five kilos. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just I was just wondering if there could be any discrepancy, but it doesn't sound like there's any Possibly. discrepancy in the in the means. Oh, there could always be a little bit of this like of that, but I think it definitely was. Unless you did you possibly kilos. go and uh go to the bathroom between the way because maybe you relieved yourself of I, a five of a, of a five kilo turd and then go back to the scales with definitely did not weighs fifteen kilos. <laughs> Damn, okay. Well, that's my only theory. No, because I weighed myself and then grabbed a trifle straight away. Jake even was watching. Jake was watching. Yeah, he, he can quality bear control. Witness. Yep. Oh, I bore witness, all right, to that trifle straining the sinews in John's body oh, as he yes. attempted to to lift it onto the scale. Um, no, it was a great trifle. Back to convention this year, away from the old apple and ginger contraption, and back to your more classical trifle, which was. A nice return to form from the old girl. Now we just got to wait another. Go back to convention. One more year for the next ten kilo trifle. Well, as my partner pointed out to me, why? And it's a good question to bring up. If trifle, like, just to say, right now, is trifle? Does it make your top five? Just so you know, anyone listening, this episode is going to be loose and far ranging. We we do loosely have the idea to the usual. Snappy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, tightly wound machine. Yep. Uh-huh. You know our, our teleprompters that we've got on our computers that we can read whatever what we've That's typed right. up. Is this usually slickly oiled ship? Um, mean potting the machine slide around yeah. there. Um, loosely, we will be talking about New Year's resolutions, revolutions, and revelations. Um, but before we get into all that. I want to talk about like trifle yeah, and more importantly, like your top five, like desserts. Does trifle make it in for you? Because if it does, the point that my partner was making, my fiance, I should say, 
Uh-huh. Um, John drops, you know, wife at least four times every episode. So I feel like I've got to start getting <laughs> on board with the fiance. The fiance. Why thing. not? Um, exactly. It's it's only it's fact. It's just it's fact. fact. Um, she said, why not have it anytime you want it? Or specifically, like if it's your birthday, instead of having a cake, which may be of lesser desirability to your palate, why not just say, I'm going to have a trifle and stick candles in it? Where, where are you guys at with this? Well, for me, eating trifle, not at Christmas. Trifle at Christmas is just one of those quintessential Christmas things in Australia. And I feel like it. If you have it, if you decide to have it any time of the year, it downplays the fantasticness, the deliciousness, and you know the joy and mm. pleasure you get out of eating it on that one day. And if you start going, oh, "I'll just have it whenever," it loses all that value. It loses all that meaning. It, it loses value. Another design, one hundred eighty kilos. <laughs> <laughs> if I could eat it at any time that I wanted, <laughs> and then it just becomes another one of those desserts. I'd need a bigger webcam. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is, is it? So for me, it's, it it's not. It's one of those ones. It's like a tradition, you know. You're like your um. Okay. I don't know. Grand final MCG or daytime grand final, Boxing Day at MCG, whatever. Nice. Um, any other it's traditions that footy you want to stick yeah. to? I think that's what the trifle is as well. It's also start... a little bit. It's also a little bit hard to like distinguish for me. Because I'm not a huge dessert person. Like I eat, sure. I do eat sweet things, and I will have sweet things after mm-hmm. after dinner, as and say, "Oh, that's my dessert." But I'm not like not a traditional. I don't mm-hmm. eat like a bowl of ice cream, or or a cake, or some like something yeah. with with custard or anything like that. Like it's pretty much a Christmas slash birthday thing that I'll actually eat cakes and puddings and ice cream and that kind of stuff. So I feel like well, you've got yeah, a I don't to maintain. What? The, the temple, temple to maintain. The, the temple that would be a lot heavier if I could eat, eat travel. Um, yeah, but but like <laughs> like Taj Mahal. But like I like I said, I will eat unhealthy things. I'm not saying I'm like eating healthy things all the time. I just don't eat what you would consider to be like dessert food. I would eat chocolate mm. biscuits or packet of chips or you know that kind of stuff of an evening. Mm. But I'm never someone to like. I was thinking it just last night because because Owen Owen came in and offered me a bowl of ice cream and he served us up a bowl of ice cream and it was it was fantastic. But I would never be someone to buy a tub of ice cream and have it sitting in the in the in the freezer and have just a bowl of ice cream. I don't know why. I don't know why why that is. Fair enough. My I, and I'll just off, offer this. So I, I think I take your points and I don't think I could do it. I think there's something about having cake on your birthday, having trifle at Christmas. I think I'm a, mm. at least in terms of desserts, uh, everything in their rightful place. I'm into the class system as it pertains to foods. Um, the, Plus, what I was going to say is, I think trifle, if I could have it at breakfast, lunch, or dinner, give it, give it to me at breakfast. I think it's a fantastic breakfast dish. Oh Absolutely. yeah, you guys the same here. Yeah, so yeah. I, th- I didn't realize when we were discussing this that we weren't all already eating trifle every day for breakfast. I thought that <laughs> <laughs> specifically talking no, about no, best dessert after dinner. I mean, yeah, that's that's. I just order those. The in. best it tastes is Wally's truck of trifles. Boxing Day morning. Yes. Yeah. While you're watching your cricket as well, you chuck some cricket on. Yes. And then you mm. eat some trifle. The thing with the thing with trifle it's... that makes it so like easy to eat. As even Welcome breakfast, to the is, trifle pot. is all the different layers. Like, yeah. because you go through one, you go, Oh, I've had it's a lot complex. of cream now. Like, oh, wait, there's a bit of biscuit in here. <laughs> it's like the, it's, like the, uh, the base, the oh, that's a bit better. And then you go, Oh, the sponge is a bit heavy. Oh, now it's just, now it's just jelly I'm eating. So you can kind of and keep refreshing it, your palate and your stomach as you go. Now, the beautiful thing <laughs> is, Sam, mm. is you could mush it up, put it in your tube, yeah, and eat it, and it'll still taste like trifle. Yeah, it's a great layers all blended together. I've heard it's a great pre-workout that you know some people buy their protein powders or whatever. I think if you just blend up a trifle, put it in your shaker, I think I think you'll be (laughs) going. You'll be you'll be fine. I think you you could pop a little smoothie bomb in it. Yeah, in your trifle shake. There you go. (laughs) All taken care of. Just Um, don't go for a big run. No. 
<laughs> we go go for, we'll go for a big, a lot of short, short runs with a vomit yeah. interval between each run. I think would be the, <laughs> would be the key. Here. <laughs> and then I legitimately was trifle, worried you'll lick up your vomit to get that trifle. That's right. That I was worried that my lunch was going to come back up when we were at John's <laughs> after I that was a lot of food forced down that trifle. I was like, oh boy, my might have just overestimated. Yeah, but I just, you know how sometimes it's like being a boa constrictor? You got to sit there for a while and just let everything that needs to happen happen. Dislocate your stomach. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) that's what definitely happened to me. I definitely went laid on the couch, went went through and left and just fell asleep straight away. (laughs) I'm pretty sure my wife said she took a photo and posted it to you guys. My wife. (laughs) (laughs) My wife. Yes, she did. My wife. No, look, I was pretty happy with my effort, to be honest. I stopped. I stopped perfectly. Didn't feel. Didn't. I tasted everything. Everything that I could eat dietarily, I had at least one helping of, if not two. Didn't want anyone to be like that person mm. that goes, "Oh, my dish didn't get touched." You know what I mean? When you all bring a dish, mm. sometimes yeah. we've all been that person who's who takes a untouched plate home. <laughs> with the dish uh, to them, every, mate. You're generous like that, Sam. You know, I, yeah, every I dish share, got I share the love around. Food is eating other people's food is my love language. <laughs> <laughs> Some people cook food. I eat food. Um, so I ate, I ate pretty much everything. I had, that. had all the desserts. I had two helpings of trifle and two helpings of the tiramisu. Um, Jesus. I tried the all the other ones. Tiramisu After was I great. I finished that off. On the tiramisu. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. And it was great, a great offset to the trifle. That hit of coffee made it feel like you're having a cup of coffee. It just revitalized you a little bit. Felt a bit refreshing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had another another dose of tiramisu and trifle that night when we got home, uh, nice. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't feel sick. I I pulled up pretty well like every time as I was just maybe going to get to that point. Yeah, was just able to stop in time, give myself a ten minute break, and go back again. I had a nice. few <laughs> moments of the food sweats. You know, that's when I know I'm in trouble yeah. when I start to get a bit like sweaty. I'm like, oh dear. Um. Anyway, I'd spend it any time on it because um, in the meantime. Every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. That's a good I ain't spending any time on it because oh, he's going again. The- Sorry, Bob. <laughs> please, please, Bob, stop. Um, said it'll be loose. Does that mean this? No. You know whose fault that yeah, was, though. Absolutely. Colin. Communist. Colin. <laughs> well, I think Colin is actually a communist. I think when we I when we so. brought him back onto the show, we picked him up from a from a local Marxist meeting. That's right. Dude, that's a drag him out. Save his soul, you know. Um, <laughs> We're just trying to find a good... The Chaps Chat Communism. We did talk about doing that early on. Yeah, Chaps did. Chat Communism was a pitched episode. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take off. We just got to get rid of um, Colin's red star that's tattooed on his forehead. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's true. It's, um, it's yeah. problematic. It, it we're problematic. probably the only place... Apart from about four thousand inner city Melbourne cafes that would give Colin a look in at a job interview, uh, exactly. let's crack on, chaps, with a few New Year's resolutions, revolutions, and revelations. I feel like that needed a sound drop, and if I was in the time of the year where I gave a shit, I would have made one. <laughs> that was good timing there, Colin. Let's... Well done. Yeah, well done. For the first thing you've done properly, communist. <laughs> All right, Comrade Colin is at the controls and we are at the microphone. So let's get into it. New Year's resolutions, revolutions, and revelations. I'm going to start, chaps, with a resolution, a New Year's Ooh. resolution. Okay. Um, it's from my perspective. <laughs> That's right. Um, so my resolution is that I'm going to resolve myself to matching or bettering my effort of three men's games and one women's game attended in 2024. So nice. got to the three men's matches, went went to see and play the Hawks on Easter Monday. We got to see the Dogs in, I think, round 12. We went to see the Saints in whatever cursed round that was. Um, and then I went to the first round of the AFLW season. But then life got in the way. I had some other things I had to take care of. The fiancé had a hip replacement. I was playing nurse. And missed the opportunity 
to get to any of the other games in the AFLW season. So my <laughs> resolution is that I would like to beat, I want to at least equal or beat my record. And my aim, what I'm aiming for is a base level. I want six games across both competitions. Ideally, three men's, three women's um, as a minimum. If we can shoot for more, that'd be fantastic. But that's my New Year's resolution to match my attendance record or better it. The aim being six games, which would put me two better than in 2023. Any thoughts, chaps? Any comment or have you got resolutions of your own? That's a good one. I, that yeah, is a good I, one. I will. I won't bother repeating and saying, "Yeah, me too," uh, as my actual resolution. But I, I will second that. I think that's you know, it's something that I thought we were going to do last year. It's not like I we didn't have the intention for. I remember there was a yeah. time when we were going to go and see every home game for the for the W. Um, that didn't happen. I think we were thinking every home game and all the games that we could make at Melbourne. Um, but that certainly did not eventuate. So uh, you certainly weren't alone in uh, not maybe meeting that uh that intention but uh yeah i'll I'll follow you on that one i think uh this year would be a would be a really good year to because the the reality is to, is too it's hard to to make the men's games like they they sell out and it's not going to be long before like it's the same before we can't just go yeah. the day before you know what i'll mosey on down I'll and watch, down. A, watch a, a game at cadinia park I'll, I'll mosey on down for a three-hour drive to cadinia yeah. park <laughs> No, we'll actually have to plan these things. And and yeah. so it should be. Uh, but we better make the right. most of being able to get in whenever we want. <laughs> I, I I agree. Um, Definitely. Little pet, pe- pet peeve about going to footy live. Love most of the things about it. One thing I hate is morons after the game shouting their team's name as we're so all walking out. Everyone's trying to walk out and chat. <laughs> we seriously have we the three of us ever felt like sh- shouting at the top of our voice at the catters like constantly i don't get every it every single day every single oh, really day. yeah maybe i'm gone maybe on my own walking yeah. down the street uh, but specifically uh, no, walking not really. out right. what is this even when we won the games never engaged in it this year just don't get it. Just irks me a little bit. But anyway, maybe I'm on on an island here. I think it's no, no. It's probably probably not to uh, not to date you here, Jake. But it's probably an age thing. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> something to, to do with being young, True. dumb, and full of confidence. Uh, that uh, makes me <laughs> <makes True. laughs> um, like I think probably probably would have. I just like to say it's not like a thing that I want to do, and I just reserve myself. I just don't think of it. If we're walking out after a win, I'm talking to you sure. guys about it. We're like having fun. We're laughing, talking about moments in the game. I don't think it ever occurs to me just yeah. to suddenly, absolutely, bellow a <laughs> an innocuous phrase at the top of my lungs. I suppose um, you're but- you're walking out of a game back to you know some sort of satisfactory well constructed life you know these people you know shouting at their team as are wandering back to who knows you know just nothingness um and you know Soulless another six man. days before they can Bugatti's home that's really <laughs> <laughs> look at these 21 year olds driving a convertible back to their 18 bedroom mansions <laughs> yeah after a sterling <laughs> win of their football team you know i pity them ridiculous <laughs> Definitely. Um, either of you chaps got a resolution to add to the frame here? Uh, John's eyes. <laughs> John sounds here. confident, so I'm going to jump in first. Because yeah, John sounds in, like Sam. he's got one in the barrel so much. Look, I'm, I'm worried I, about yeah. being left you behind jump, if I don't jump You in jump the barrel, it. Sam, and you go in. Uh, my, my resolution this year, well, one of my resolutions, um would be to try and get myself a little more emotionally invested. Now we always, this is kind of the flip side of what we just talked about this year. And this isn't to do with the W because I didn't struggle with that with the W this year, but with the men's season, we talked about our, the team being satisfied, us being satisfied, the the Thanos meme, all that stuff. Um, And it made for a, a pretty okay year 
watching the men's for me. But I would like to this year kind of try and put all that stuff on the put the history on the shelf a little bit uh and in, invest in this in this men's season as if it might be our last time to contend or something like that like just try and like try and really let it let it get to me i like that i've got to this place in life where i can not be too uh too distraught after a loss um and attempt to allow like attempt to not have that temper the the highs and i guess this year i just want to be able to just enjoy it at it like let myself enjoy it at an emotional level a little bit more let myself get invested let myself get a little little bit more i think it was watching the w and how mm. they did so well and yet it was so depressing like, like i was mm. so mm. emotional after it didn't did make me go i think i think you do miss something if you if you are watching sport without this if you're watching it and you're sitting on a chair and going that was a solid game of of the football uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> like it's, even after even after a win or a loss. So that's that's my resolution is just to let myself get a little bit more het up, a little bit more hot under the collar. It's definitely difficult to get your, get yourself in a, a sporting mood when you're not really invested in either team. Uh, I've always struggled to watch other games that aren't Geelong yeah. games. I certainly won't be doing that. <laughs> Who do I go for? <laughs> Who do I want yeah. to win? And if there's like nothing, yeah, so you get not get up. carried away here watching games that aren't Geelong games. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That's just a terrible idea. Who would want to do that? Not me. That's for sure. My uh, resolution is: I just wanted to get to more games, like Jake. I don't want to say I want to get to see X amount of games. I just want to say I want to see a few more games of men's and women's. And most importantly, I want to be able to get to Cardinia Park and see a men's game down there because I still haven't been able to achieve that. It's a bucket list item for wow. you, Johnny. Okay. It is. I've seen women's games at Cardinia Park. I've seen, I've seen mm -hmm. three or four, but I've never managed to make at a least, men's yeah, game. We've seen, it. we've seen a few, haven't we? Yeah, I definitely want to see a men's game at Cardinia Park. I like That'll it. That'll be my Johnny, resolution. Um... Cardinia Park to see a men's game this year i like and it you started just... off ripping off jakes but you, you managed yep. to give it a bit of a bit of Maybe a personal angle you, you, you really same. had us in the first half but you, you brought did. it home but i also yeah just want to try and attend more games and it's doable absolutely is doable especially at marvel i think games at marvel are really <clears throat> straightforward and easy to get to because it's pretty straight way straight <clears throat> way to get to marvel straightforward way to get back home you don't have to go through the city of melbourne or drive that extra hour to geelong um and it's a pretty good stadium to watch games especially when you're up high because you get a pretty good view of the entire I'm ground just crazy to think 16th of march at 7 30 p.m first game of the season competitive season where at so only two and a half Two and a half months down at Cadenia Park against the Saints. Is it a Thursday? No idea. I think it's a Saturday. It's the 16th of March. That's all I know. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's a night game anyway. Um, Maybe we should try and get to that. No, I like those. 30 a.m. Interesting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Left a field um, call this year. Well, all the farmers in Geelong, you know, who, uh, according to Channel 7 and Brian Taylor, the only people who support the cats are um, people of an agricultural background. Uh, they've all got animals to feed at that time, Saturday. so it simply wouldn't work. They should see uh, my to schedule a game at 7 like I'll prove them wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the one, too, about being emotionally invested. I think it's, a, it's an interesting balance to try and strike with the podcast of, like, I've got my analyst hat on, uh, and that can sometimes supersede the fan hat at the time and that sort of thing. It, I'd love to get to the point where I can watch the game twice, once as a fan, and then the second time go back and analyze it, uh, uh, you know, with the analyst hat on. Where I first time, I don't even think about that as much. I just watch it um, to watch. I. I are we prepared to admit there's a little bit of protecting ourselves this year? Do you think? I think so. Like probably. It probably also I just think a little bit of like the reality of, of that. the reality of like how how like yeah, as we, as we as we pr predicted the year before the year before how like how, how do you top that? 
how do you top that? And like, I think I did get invested in, in the highs of it. Like when we were going well, I was still, I was still up, but I, mm. yeah, I didn't really feel the lows. And I think that that's. We were insufferable on Twitter. Yeah. We were. <laughs> and we will be again. Um, Absolutely. Speaking about being insufferable again, I've got a revolution. Do you okay. want to lead off a revolution? Go. Lead off. All right. So I've, yeah, yeah, this was level, Sam's offering. Look out. You'll excite Colin. Um, I said <laughs> New Year's resolutions and revelations, but Sam said, what about revolutions as well? And I said, okay. And I was trying to wrap my head around, okay, what, what is a revolution? You know, big upheaval and change. Generally, some sort of emotive, powerful uprising. And so I'm going to say that Geelong this year win in a new manner. And when I talk about manner, I'm talking about Sean manner. Uh, and I believe the arrival on Tondras <laughs> double. Uh, I believe that the arrival of Triple. another mature age recruit in Sean Manor will help drive Geelong's hunger for success in 2024. I think players like Tom Stewart, Atkins, and Manor will push the mentality of the team to a reinvigorated levels. Um, I saw an article, I meant to go back and read it, but sort of the the catch of it was, you know, Sean Manor talks about he never gave up on the dream of playing AFL footy, et cetera. And it just echoed to me so many things of reading about Tom Stewart, of reading about Tom Adkins, Podsy Adley back in the day. I think this is, you know, people bringing in people like Sean Manor is essential for Geelong being able to continually reload and re-go, reload and re-go. And I think that's what we're going to see this year. I think that um, I don't. I don't know exactly. I don't think consciously any of that playing group felt less hungry. But I think a lot of things happen subconsciously to us as humans, and that includes professional athletes. And I, I think it would be hard to argue against the idea that there was something was off in the cooking last year. Uh, and not for everyone, but yeah. What? Sorry, you go. I just wanted to because we were, we talked about this with the the you know the lads from the hoops a little bit as well. We've and I've you know been talking about being satisfied and all that kind of stuff. I still struggle with the premiership hangover thing a little bit for for the players. I think it's a hundred percent a reality for fans. <laughs> Like that, that that you feel different. I think it's it's a reality, and it is a reality in a lot of ways. But as far as like the way the season goes, like this is my pushback on it. Really, is if we hadn't, if last season, if twenty freaking hell, what year we in? Twenty twenty two hadn't gone the way it did. Mm. If we'd done everything except we lost to the Swans, do you really see twenty twenty three happening much different? All the injuries, no. all that stuff included. No, 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 no. I think it plays think out so. pretty much the same. I think maybe maybe you do see some more X factor from some individual players. You know, maybe there's some people a bit more hungry that like feel robbed from the year before. But I think, I mm. yeah, I, I think it would have taken a lot more to turn that to turn last year into a, a win, or even or even a finals berth than just being a bit hungrier. Like I think it does a disservice to the quality of the opposition. I think it. It writes mm. so it's just a, such an easy way to write off all the injuries and the mishaps that happened, the, the mm. whack a mole that Chris got talked about. So I think a premiership hangover exists, but I don't think it is. I don't think it has as much control over the way the next season plays out. I think it is a factor. It's something and that you can sense. Maybe some players suffer from it. Fans suffer from it. The media suffers from it. The media a- doesn't want you to come back. <laughs> and it's also mm. just. The whole fact that you've just won a grand final, you got a less off season than all the other clubs, and the amount of effort and mental focus and mental fortitude and everything else physically and mentally going into winning a grand final would be massive, especially nowadays when so many when so many teams are so even now. Mm. It's not just a matter of fact you're the mm. best team of the league. You're not guaranteed it. You still got to play that's the way entire final series for four to five games and that would take a lot of effort a lot of focus and physically and then if you do get like bashed up in a grand final and you are older senior players 
you may not recover in time before the new season turns around. And if you can't recover, you don't get a pre-season. And then that just adds to that whole thing of just being unprepared for the next season. And also the fact that the Cats also first season without Joel Zeld, I think that still played a major role in the way the Cats played and just going, mm. who's going to lift? And we saw yeah, certain Jake, players Jake lift talked at certain about that times. Jake kept bringing that up, yeah. going, are we missing him more than we think? And I think John and I were in denial a little bit throughout the season. Like, no, so. no, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> oh, we definitely did. <laughs> Hindsight, yeah, we definitely did miss Joel Selwood. And, yeah, as you said, Sarah, it's just a matter of just things not going to Cat's way. Yeah. And like, I don't think, I don't think it doesn't exist, but I don't think it's just an, it just bothers me if people, like, kind of go, I was premiership hangover or whatever or well, it's it's, it's yeah. kind of like well that was a factor that was a that was a change there was a change in mentality from that but i think that it's it's yeah. such a disservice to all the stuff that went on in 2023 and it's sort of like Carol, do you think NFL though, media just say young players they're satisfied that they won a grand final mm. if i had won a grand final as an afl player i'll be going i want to win another one what can we do to win another one and i think there were some Absolutely, probably personally, be. I, I think there were a couple who were satisfied, and if again, not con- not consciously, but I, I think there was a few, and, and I'm totally speculating, but just like the difference in performance for me was a, a group of players who everyone was absolutely razor sharp for pretty much mm. you know the whole back end. How many games did we win in a row? 16, 16. games. 16. 16 games to 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 win a flag like i just think there were some who came back and maybe didn't have they never reached that same level and i don't know whatever you want to call it whether it's satisfaction or whether it's just i don't know but what i was going to say is sam and you yourself talk talking about like premiership hangovers (laughs) you go i was just going to say especially like some of the young guys who did play an outstanding year during that premiership year and i think we mentioned it as well that sam de Koning, is he going to be able to back this up next year because i've seen it so many times with other teams where a young guy mm. breaks out of the wood in his first year plays really magnificently does everything possibly could do right and then next year's not so great and i think that happened with sam de Koning. he had a fantastic first year and then just couldn't back it up the next year but I think that's perfectly fine as well because we know what he's capable of. And a lot of the time he was playing that good show this year. And it's just a matter of fact, getting back mm. to what he can do. Well, And I think too, like the premiership hangover thing is this idea that, oh, they suddenly became crap. I, I, th- I personally think a more reasonable explanation for it is just like a return to normal. It's the it's actually the opposite. It's not like you fall to be garbage. It's like you were the best. The only thing, the only way most teams go is back to the pack. Like there's mm-hmm. a reason there's only been what two teams in this in the 21st century that have gone back to back: Brisbane and the Hawks. That's and it. Rich, no, Rich oh, Richmond. So like. Again, like I know there's th- you know three clubs that have done it, but it's it's hard to do, and and credit to them as much as I don't like them, um, it's a credit to them, and it it doesn't happen to every team. There's been a lot of premiers in the 21st century. The fact that only three of them have managed to back it up the year after, I think it's there's only really logically one place for you to go, and that is you have a little because so much has to go right. It's so easy for a few things to go wrong and you fall back to the pack. But my, my point overall, I guess, is that I think people like Salwood drove those year-on-year standards of excellence. And I think that with a longer preseason open to them, given that their season ended, they were able to come back a little earlier this year than, than the one before. I think the fact you've got a different few different players in the mix, and I've talked about like Sean Manor, but those guys who it's nothing that they've ever taken for granted because they, you know, were never guaranteed a spot in the AFL. I think those are the guys who will drive the cats men's team to new heights. 
That's my revolution. Do you guys have revolutions of your own? Well, I was I was actually gonna. Can we jump around a bit? Because I've got. I was gonna go with a revelation. Go for it. Oh, go for it. Which is. It might sound like a a no brainer to a lot of people listening here, because of course people listening to this are, uh, you know, just the cream of the crop of the entire human species. Um, But some people might not not might not know and appreciate the things we we appreciate. Uh, And I think. He's an oldish player to be to be called to like to predict a revelation, but I think Cam Guthrie will be a revelation. Oh yes, because I th- I think you know, this this leads out of what I was talking about of the way people are dismissing the Cats last year, and we've talked about it a lot already. So I'm not going to go into the statistics over over it all again of of where he ranked in our team uh, and in mm. the league as well in like a multitude of very important stats. Uh, through that midfield, but I feel like no one talked about him being gone. Like we talk, people talked about Cameron mm. playing half a year, or Dangerfield having trouble, or Hawkins having trouble. It was barely uttered throughout the season that Cam Guthrie wasn't there, and I think he's one of those players that's just been a little bit forgotten, and even uh, like not necessarily even amongst the Cats fans, but amongst you know AFL uh, viewers in general, and definitely by the media. And so I predict that he's going to come back in career, career best form, um, with a with a real you know a real hunger and a real fire. Like because if something if anything can cure your your so called premiership hangover, it's going to be sitting mm. on the sidelines and watching your team sputter and start for a whole yeah. season while you <laughs> try and get over an injury. And I think a even toe if, injury, a yeah, toe injury yeah, as a well. Toe. Just cut it off. <laughs> You don't even need like it of all <laughs> of all the injuries to take you out for an entire season, yeah, he gets a toe. It's like, mm, uh, yeah. it's yeah, like it's, it's not like one of those. You now I did an ACL. It's like how did how did you injure yourself out of your wrist? Out John, of the John just season. injury shaming Cam and Guthrie. Yeah, exactly. It's just like <laughs> not even a good one. I busted my toe. <laughs> oh, toe. You just make something it's else like, up. Yeah, it's just crazy to think that a toe injury. Which mm. a toe you'd think? Yes, it was his big toe. And how many spares have we got? Major part in kicking the football. Nine others. But it's just crazy to think that um, the football and standing upright without falling over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A toe. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things you don't think about. A toe mm. injury. Just say, oh, it's just you know one of those things that will take. I think two he weeks might have at this point. Yeah, it definitely. <laughs> I think, I think a lot good. of other players will now as well, and a lot of yeah. other fans just going. A toe injury could be season ending now. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. But so but with all crazy. that in mind, I think I think he's gonna come back and I think the impact that he's gonna have and he may not even be a revelation to those same people that have written him off because they just don't seem to acknowledge it. That even yeah. if Geelong's midfield starts ticking and working and he's getting all the stats, it's gonna be a oh you know, they've had a really good off season. They're just gelling better as a team, even if Cam Guthrie's lifting the whole thing on his shoulders and running with it. To us and to Cats fans, I think it's going to be a revelation of we knew we missed him, but I don't think we'll realize just how much we missed him uh, until yes. we until we see him out there on the field. I'm going to um, go with a revelation as well. And it's going to be Oliver Henry comes out, mm-hmm. fixes his kicking accuracy, and he's going to come away with two to three times the amount of goals to behinds. I think he'll kick a lot more goals than behinds this year. I think he would would have been, you know, disappointed in himself that he wasn't able to kick a lot of those goals that you would expect him to. I think one first year at the Cats was really good, a very solid first year as a Cat. And I just think he's going to get better. And I think if he can get that kicking action sorted and get his accuracy sorted he could become a very dominant and potentially future leading forward for the cats alongside Chad and Neil hopefully Phoenix Foster and a few others but I think yeah I think Oliver Henry could become a big revelation in front of goal this coming season he's got a great mark in action takes really good um, speckies great marks if you can just get that kicking sorted, he'll become a great revelation for the cats. And 
tick bags and bags of goals each week. His his last five weeks of the season actually give you a hint into that. He kicked thirteen goals too. Nice. To to end he, the season, pretty crazy. Like for you know an Oz kicker that Collingwood just couldn't deal with, yeah. had to come in and kick forty one goals um, at AFL level. Yeah, no. Th- so um, thirteen goals too to finish the season, and the two behinds came in the last game of the season against the Dogs. So. He, Prior to that game against the Dogs, he'd kicked ten goals straight um, against. I think Frio, I think clunk, Port, clunking some more of those marks will, will be something that hopefully he's, he's come a long way into because he, he often yeah. got himself in really good positions and just got hands to it, but it was almost like, yeah, just backed out a little bit. That little moment of doubt yeah. where you're flying through the air with you know six players underneath you and a ball coming towards your face <laughs> and that whole like bounce off the the palms like off the the, the real sort of like mm. the the hard part of your palm rather than clasping the the ball like that just happened to him um a few times regularly. Yeah. Uh, which which uh, a bit similar to um uh in in a few of the players in the in the w this year like kearns as well kearns was someone that always got up there and maloney as well um uh she's a bit similar to henry in that way in that like got into such good positions and nearly took mm. so many spectacular marks and you kind of go with the way she's picking up the game if, if her marking is something she improves then she's going to kick a lot more goals and i think it probably goes for for henry as well um, so what do we got i've um, got a revelation sam did you have a what was that? i've got a revolution yep. left that's all i've got a name is a revolution i've got a i've got a revelation left all right, go. Do you want me to go here? Yeah, there you go. All right, all right. Um, I'm going to the AFLW cats here. Got a mm-hmm. revelation. Uh, already was one this year, but I think it's going to another level in 2024. Ashling Maloney. Uh, oh, I think I've, she's I've, going I've to started you off so well. <laughs> I gave you a segue and everything, and then we stuffed it up. <laughs> right in the running for the AFLW's most valuable player award. Um, I really think like she already averaged over 10 disposals. Well, she had 10 and a half disposals a game, um, averaged nearly a goal a game. I think that's going to go over that. I think she's going to average more in that goal and a half poking up towards two goals a game. I think she can average, you know, somewhere in like the 13, 14, 15 disposal mark, maybe. Uh, because I think she's going to be drifting further up the ground, getting involved in play. We saw her do that as the season went on. She felt more and more comfortable. I mean, to be honest, uh, I think if you actually look at her game by game in 2023, uh, yeah, like her, her last, she had a month there where she went 13 touches, 14 touches, 18, 11. Now, she only had nine in the game against Brisbane, but it was, I think, a lower possession sort of game but i think those games against hawthorne and essendon uh one of which was the final 236 meters gained and 327 meters gained i just think she's going to be a real playmaker for the cats and we've already seen her you know in the absence of chloe Shear, for instance in that game against essendon come to the fore and lead the attack eight marks couple of goals 327 meters gained I think she could legitimately develop next year. Maybe it takes an extra season. I don't know. But into one of like the best 10 to 15 players in the whole league. I think that is the upside to her that the fact that she plays forward doesn't matter because I think she's going to play forward better than anyone else in the comp. So that's my revelation. I agree. Um, yeah, no, I can hear that. I've got a revelation. I've got a revelation, don't I? I did my revolution and resolution. Uh, uh, something I've... coming through from the other side, John. Do you have yes. a revelation? Is the revelation... revelation in the room with us now? It is. It's it's also going to AFLW. And the revelation is they were not happy at the end of the Brisbane Lions game, the way they finished the season. They wanted more. Absolutely, and I reckon they're going to come out absolutely full of fire, full of 
piss and vinegar, as, as young people would say, full of everything. <laughs> young people would say in 1789. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, would the and, young um, people. <laughs> I showing. 26 players to resign, all on board with the Cats. I think they're going to come out absolutely firing. And I'll say to all the other teams, they better watch out because this Cats women's team will be coming out hot, firing and ready to pummel and ready to hurt other teams. And I reckon the Cats are going to build up a real fear factor amongst every other team because the way they finished that the season was just outstanding and inspiring and you could just tell each game that they won in the lead up to the finals and in the finals just gelled them together as a group sort of solidified that group got around dan the crowd got around them and i just think there's something massive building at the aflw's team and i think it's gonna erupt next year and i think they're gonna be eerily nearly unstoppable and and that thing brewing, John, is my revolution. And, yes. and that revolution is the Geelong Cats Football Club. Grand finals oh, nice. in the the AFLM and the AFLW, if not premierships. I think I think it might be a cop out, but that's what I'm going with with my revolution is 2024 is the Geelong Cats Football Club revolution. And I I think I think different ends of the spectrum, but like you were saying, John, I think both both teams finished their respective seasons in such a way to, you know, to just to inspire. It's one of those things where there's two two ways you can go after both of those seasons. You can kind of accept your lot mm. and move on, uh, or you can come out and right the wrongs of the past. And I think if if Geelong has done anything, it's proved that we are here for the long haul. Um, that we are uh, eternal challenges, uh, and I think this is going to be the year when we see that across. Uh, if not just those grades, then then all the grades and both of the uh, the the VFL M and the VFLW as well. But yeah, I just I I think it's it's an exciting time. Like we've had that peak, we've had that peak in 2022, and things have started again. And I think it's there there couldn't be a more exciting time to be a Geelong Cats fan uh, with these two uh, the four fantastic outfits being uh being put out onto the field uh, and bring on bring on the season. Absolutely. Dynasties never die. They merely slumber. Um, I think that it's an underrated bonus that we have both of the teams in the position they are. Mm -hmm. Like, remember in 2022 when the Cats men won the flag and the women's team talked about the boost that gave them mm. just having that around the building. That, oh, you know, this build-up, the the men's team getting it done at the pointy end of the season, it really spurred them on. Why can't the opposite happen? Why can't the it, men sitting at home having not made finals? Exactly. I, was just about, I think they've watched just about it. to say the same thing. I think the women's mm. team, the way they played in the days year, absolutely would inspire the men's team to go, that is the Cats way. That is the Cats way to play football. That is the Geelong way. They re represented the football club perfectly. And, and then, you know, you don't want to be left in the dust, so you either got to lift up and rise to level or you will be left in the dust. And I tell you what, there's the vice-captain and the captain, they're not ones to be left in the dust, especially the vice-captain of the men's team, that is. Yes, yes. Um, I Agree. We concluded. Uh, yep, we had a uh, bit of an in, bit, of, bit of internet issue, but yes, we had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <It> was, sorry, <laughs> that's right. That we weren't just delay, there. Hang. Oh. It was just a big silence. Yes, no, I'm all good. Yeah, no, like bits and pieces tonight. Trifle expended. Excellent. Cats. <laughs> it's been the whole thing. In the full, full trifle, the full Christmas dinner, the full um, ten now, kilos of there, trifle. That's right. Um, there is no specific Patreon segment tonight. What I'm going to do instead is put this episode up 
for our Patreon subscribers as a video show, as an audio show, and then there'll be a little bit of a delay before I put it up for free for the public. So if you are a public person listening to this show a little later than the Patreon crew, would love for you to come and join us on the Patreon. You can simply do that by searching up The Hoops Crew on Patreon. Five Aussie dollars a month. It'll say 350 US, I think, or something like that. So it's five or six-ish dollars. I've got to figure out the US currency. I don't know why it's in US currency, but the point is five-ish Australian dollars a month. You get access to early stuff, bonus stuff, all that sort of thing. And during the season, VFL men's and women's coverage. And of course, given our partnership with the Hoops crew, um, with Ben and Paul, there'll be more of their content appearing in that feed as well. So that's all from us. Thanks so much for what listening. Thanks so alive. much for supporting. Absolutely. I know. It's just amazing. None of us have to Biggest die. team up since. None of us have to die. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's the key takeaway. Thanks, Bob Catter. Um... That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all she wrote. That's the blooming lot. Have a happy new year. That's right. We'll Have a happy new year. year. Stay <laughs> sa- safe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll see you next year. Oh, shoot me. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody. Until next year. Ah! Go cats. Go cats. Go cats. <laughs>